like, I can smell you. <laughs> did what? I wear deodorant? You did what? not. <laughs> well, we are on a porch, and there is a wind coming through, and we are wearing our masks. So yeah. we are safe in nature. Yes. Beautiful porch. Beautiful outdoors. Yeah, this is uh, this is my mother. Hello. Uh, this is Mary Beth. Hello, hello. Greetings. Greetings. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I have to say, like, this is this is kind of a moment. I think about what is it, 2020? I think about 2000, the year 2000 when we went on. Oh no, it was 2001. We went on spring break. We went on spring break. Yeah. And, like, we all went. I was, like, part of the family. Uh-huh. And <laughs> That's just, right. Navarre, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. And we had the oh, best right. time. And it was just, it was just nice. And it's just nice to know 20 years, almost 20 years later. Yes. We yeah. can all still gather around and, and, you know, gab about intuition. And, mm-hmm. and things have gotten better, I think, for all of us. Outwardly, the world is changing eventually will be better for this but right now it's pretty difficult going through the tunnel so let's talk about that because i think when we're going to talk about intuition right and what that means and a lot of times intuition when you think of intuition you think of inward and it's what you don't necessarily see around you it may not even be what you feel outwardly in the moment because of external things that are going on so what, is, what does intuition mean to you? For me, it's listening to that voice, that powerful voice that's inside you that most people ignore. I ignore until I remind myself or life slaps me in the face to remind me that we, we told you, we told you. Like you're in the bathroom and you open the medicine cabinet and a bottle falls out and you go, oh, oh but it might be something you need to take. Mm. There's many a time when I was in school and I think, oh, I should have taken that. And they told me, my guide told me, my intuition told me. And we all view it as a different name, higher spirit, our higher self, Mm -hmm. our guardian angels, which we all have. And we have to be open and we have to ask for help. That's what I've learned is the louder you ask, sometimes the faster it comes. I have a question. Yeah. So when did you realize that you, that that voice was loud within you, that you recognized it as intuition, as either a curse or a gift? Because, <laughs> you know, it can be both depending on yeah. where you are in your life. Well, my moment, I think, came later in life. But as a child, I remember going with my mother who is of Slovenian descent, beautiful, blonde, blue-eyed woman. And we went up to northern Illinois to visit, and she said, got to see Aunt Sophie. And we'd go to her aunt's house, Mm -hmm. and we'd be in this kitchen with linoleum and tile, and here come this Austrian-type woman with a regular deck of cards, and she'd flash them out on the table, and here I'm a little girl just looking over the table going, what are they doing? And then she'd talk to my mother. My mother would write things down. Oh, my gosh. And she'd say, oh, Mill, this is going to happen. And I just thought, this is normal. This is what people do. Mm. It was a reading off a deck of cards. And it wasn't tarot or anything. And Aunt Sophie was the person, my great aunt. So later in the week when we traveled, 
uh, before we traveled, I hit my head and had to have stitches. And my mom said, oh, my dad, she goes, Sophie told me one of the kids was going to get hurt. Everything happened mm -hmm. as, as Sophie had outlined. And I just thought, oh, this is what people do. Everybody yeah. has an Aunt Sophie. I didn't understand it. My mother didn't explain it to me. But there would be times when my mother would say, oh, I had a dream. We, we can't travel mm -hmm. or we can't do this. And I just, she was a nurse and an unconscious healer. When she, when she walked in the room, you felt like, oh, you felt better. Mill is here. Millie is here. She healed so many people unconsciously or consciously. I'll never really know. And she had a little deck of cards called the gypsy cards <laughs> in her, hidden in her drawer. And she gave them to me one day when I was older. And she goes, you might want this. And I went, what is it? And she goes, it's just some kind of fortune telling cards. And it was a silly little deck that you bought somewhere. So here I was in a terrible marriage. Uh, and one day I pulled it out and I just started looking at it and I didn't quite understand it, but I just looked at the pictures and thought, this is, I have a feeling toward this. And then later on when I met the, left the marriage, a friend came into my life who was going to do readings and he wanted my help. And I said, I don't know how to do this. So he started explaining it to me and then I started telling him. And it was like the information was already in your the head. It's, it's this, my, I love this motto that, um, now I'm going to forget it. Learning is remembering what you already know. Teaching is reminding you of what you already know. And doing is demonstrating it. And I've lived by that. When I first saw that, I went, we already know what to do. But we don't listen to that true yeah. voice inside that is telling you, don't go that way. Mm -hmm. Stop. And for me, one of the things is, I sometimes picture white light, which I associate with God or heaven mm -hmm. or however you want to put the universe, and just get really clear and really quiet, and a yes will come or a no will come. One, whichever comes first. So some and people are probably thinking about the magic eight ball when they were kids. <laughs> <laughs> and those never a worked kid, for me. A kid, a kid, or, or having, what was that little origami thing? Where oh, the fortune the folding, <laughs> the folding fortune cookie. Where the folding you, fortune yeah, cookie. Yeah, well, you wrote it, it all out. And so I, and, and I know with my girlfriends when I was younger, we used to play with the Ouija board or whatever, yeah. and it was very scary and oh, silly. Yeah. And you hear these stories passed down through folklore, but there's certainly no doubt, I think, for each of us, regardless of what your faith or beliefs are, that there are invisible forces, energy at play in our, in our lives and in our existence. And I mean, I think there are people who think of it in a positive way, and then there's people who think of it in sort of a negative way. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to sort of just say, like, what, what is it? Mm -hmm. Because some people who may be very religious mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. may think that this is like outside of that realm, but you don't see it that way, right? No, I do not. In fact, my mother was, had been raised somewhat of a Catholic, but my grandmother did not drive, so they did not always go to church. So my mother sent me to Catholic school one year, and it was a daunting experience <laughs> of, um, kind of harshness because my dad was Baptist who didn't practice it. He believed in God, but he didn't practice any religion. My mother was Catholic, so she just would pray at home. And if we didn't go to church and you're eight years old, are you guilty? And the nuns would say, who did not go to church on Sunday? And I stood up and I was so ostracized and humiliated 
by everyone that I just didn't tell anybody anymore. But my first spiritual experience was when I was eight, and they said, oh, you got to go to a confession. And I go, what is that? And they said, well, you just confess to the priest any of your sins, and what are his sins? And I had to sit and think about it, and I thought, oh, I did tell a little fib to my mom. But I couldn't think of anything else. Mm -hmm. So I'm in there, our father, and then, and, and, you know, the priest said, say some Hail Marys and say, and I did, and I walked out of the church, and I used to see all these statues in the church, and I think, I'm just going to pray to you, God, because these are statues, so I'm just going to pray to you, <laughs> because I don't know that what they're doing, but I know you're there. Wow. And I walked out of the church, the St. Mary's Church in Waco, Texas, and it was kind of semi-cloudy, and I was standing there waiting, I guess for a ride. My mom or somebody's going to pick me up. Back, this was a long time ago. Before Uber. Before Uber, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Thank you, Sultan. And I remember thinking, I'm so clean and I'm so pure. I've talked to God. I looked up in the sky and literally, and this is so weird to tell this because I haven't told many people about this, but you know how you, have a, you go to a play and the curtains pull back? Yes. I looked up in the sky and it was like a set. And these clouds lifted like a curtain. It was incredible. Wow. And I could hear this music. And I didn't know what, I'd never heard this language before, but I knew what they were saying. And it was thousands and thousands of voices. Beautiful. And I, some language, but I knew they were singing joy, joy, joy. And it was a light going toward a center and there was a brilliant light. And I looked up. And I thought, if I die right now, I'll go straight there. And then it closed. And I just went, oh, okay. It's a pretty profound thing. And I did not tell my mom. I didn't tell anybody. And that has carried me through all my life. And it's so funny. I've met people who were Baptist or Catholic, and they all, and I, if I relate that story, they go, oh, you saw the Holy Spirit, or you saw this, or you right. saw that. It doesn't matter. It's, it's an awakening of your soul that you're not alone and we really are here to serve and we really are here to be kind and grow and and the more the, the older I get the more I realize there is to do for other people and this is a hard time but it's bringing out a lot of the best in some people and the worst and you're seeing the true character of where their soul is at do you feel like in your experience and with everything that you've seen, that intuition is something that is more encouraged uh, or develops uh, easier for whatever reason in women more so than men? For women, it's kind of there mm -hmm. if they awaken to it. And unless something is drastically wrong, you know, from the past life or whatever, that but I think it's just, they're more attuned. They're on the surface, closer to that. And I don't negate men. The spiritual men that are out there are very powerful, but because we've had a subdued role, I think this next century is going to be women exploding with all kinds of wonderful virtues and power and leadership. Mm -hmm. Thank you, God. I like what you're saying about tuning because 
you know, for people who may feel like this is a bit of a woo-woo conversation, what are you talking about here? Um, you can think of like a radio station, you know, and you can change the radio station. Yes. And even right now, if you're listening and you're like, what are they talking about? There's that voice that's like, what are they talking about? Who is that? Mm-hmm. Who's saying that? Right, right. You know, like sometimes you'll be in a situation and you have this feeling. There may even be a voice in your head that says, this isn't safe. You need to leave. Yeah. Or um, it's time to go home. (coughs) Or don't walk down that alleyway or whatever. And you feel it in your body or you hear it in a voice. Whose voice is that? Is that your voice? And I like to think of that as like that is that intuition. It's that higher self. Higher self, yeah. It's your higher self is the way I put it. And I, when my mother passed... Um, I kept waiting for her to come to me because all my relatives of the past have come to me eventually. And finally she came to me and she said, and she was like walking over this crystal bridge and there was this beautiful city behind her, like a valley, and it was all crystal and shiny. And I was just like, wow. And I went running on the bridge and she said, no, no, you can't come closer. And she said, you have most of the stuff right, but you have a few things off. <laughs> and I was so happy. Millie would say that. <laughs> My mother was a strong, strong lady, fierce lady. And, uh, you know, so. She was a Leo like Amy. She was a Leo like Amy. She was a double Leo. Oh, wow. And Cancer Moon, incredible nurse healer, and a bit of a martyr. But, um that said it to me that it is our and some I used to think oh you're going to hear a voice and it's going to be like a female voice or a male voice saying Mary Beth don't do that but it's more of a your own voice when you get still and that's what you have to learn to listen to not your ego not this is what I should do but getting still I'll pull white light on me to clear the space Mm -hmm. to help me whether it's yes no or should I or shouldn't I? But listen to that gut feeling. If you get, if you get like queasy in your stomach and you have fear, don't do it. The body is a messenger too, right? It is for some people. Yes. Like it's not so much for me, but I have noticed other people that they can feel it. They can feel it in their head so or their heart. I've read that the body doesn't really differentiate between good excitement and bad excitement in the same way like it like it it's it's a feeling and we leave that up to ourselves to interpret right and if we have good mechanisms in place healthy mechanisms in place we run towards the things that bring us joy and we run away from the things that we know will hurt us but I've I've found, at least in people I've helped, and of course in diving through my own past, if I don't know who I am or I'm afraid to listen to myself, I get it wrong. Yep. I yep. get it wrong. And you're coming from a place yep. of fear. Yeah. Yep. I, yep. I get it wrong every time. Yeah. I, I slap myself on the hand a lot. Like, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I stop and listen? And it usually is nothing, thank God, terribly disastrous. But when I was working I'd go to school and I'd feel like oh I should take this with me whether it was a book or a paper or whatever and I'd go ah I get to school and I ended up needing it Mm -hmm. and I thought wait a minute 
you're smarter than this. Why didn't you listen to yourself? We have this voice, and it's almost an internal I told you so, but it, but it, I find that it filters through the ego, too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. So what you're just saying is, I told you this. Yeah. And yeah. it's almost like a, like a mean teacher. Yeah. Not a nice yep. teacher, but a mean <laughs> teacher, like your, 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 your nuns in that example, that are sort of, uh, you know, giving discipline to you. Yeah. Why did you do that? Yeah. And, whatever sort of trauma or shame or whatever filter you put on that, you're getting right. it in that way. You could also transform that into a loving message like, sweetie, let's do better next time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you could almost change that voice inside and, and because it's, it's also speaking through your experience, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I found that a lot of times if I have a sort of passing thought and I don't think too much about it or I don't assign okay. any meaning to it, something as simple as like, Oh, I should probably bring my sunglasses. And then, uh, and then I kind of go back and forth like, no, I shouldn't. I don't need them. But no, I should bring them. <laughs> I've learned now. There's no harm in bringing it. Just bring it. And then later on, I'll be like, oh, I'm so glad I brought them. Yes. I'm using sunglasses as an example, but there are way bigger examples. Like something like an umbrella or something like, um, I'm trying to think, very recently, very recently, I I had, like, napkins on the counter. And for some reason, I was like, take those napkins. I was like, what? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not 87 years old. What do I need? <laughs> <laughs> Why do I need napkins? But I was just like, you know what? I know by now. Don't question it. Just do whatever your brain's telling you to do. So I folded up the napkins, put them in my purse, went somewhere, ended up spilling something. <laughs> I love it. And then I was like, and napkins. I have napkins. I love and then it. I, so You're very tuned in. That's because it. I learned the hard way after yeah. after yeah. dismissing my thoughts as stupid, as saying yeah. d- dismissing whatever mechanism is inside me telling me to do something. I dismiss it and I give other people's val- power more yes. power yes. more their importance. Voice, their voice gets louder in your head. Yeah, I've, I've always done that. I've always mm-hmm. turned the volume up on everyone else and turned mine down. Mm-hmm. I've learned to switch it, mm-hmm. and oh my God, I'm amazing! Like yeah. the stuff that yeah. I do to help yeah. myself—that yes. that power to manifest or to listen—and and I read the Bible every day. Now, do I read everything in it? No. When I went to kind of study it, I thought, you know what? I really want to honor Christ, so I'm just going to read what He said. Because yeah. everything else is right. he said, Interpretation. she said. Interpretation. And I want to say, so when you look at St. Luke and St. Matthew and this, and you find similar statements, I go, okay, th- I underline those. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's only smart. what I looked at. That's like the he, thread. That's that the thread through. of goodness. And my guide for a long time was, because I had a wonderful brother, and it was like, what would Christ do? And he told me, he went through Krishna. He went through different religions, and he finally said, he had beads just break out of his hand one day, and he said, I'm just going to do what Christ would do. Not that I'm Christ, but... No, follow the example of what's good. And I'm not kidding. That guy would walk in a room, and people would just stop, and peace would descend. (laughs) And really, and he passed away through lightning hitting him, and it was horrible for us, but he had been giving things away before this happened. And it was on a mountain, and he wasn't wearing any metal, and two people were with him wearing metal backpacks, and he was gone. 
but it was his time. It was his time, Incredible. and it's almost like Vincent Van Gogh. This world is not as beautiful as you, and you need not to be here anymore. And that was, you know, it just. So I knew this very spiritual person who lived by what he experienced, and that taught me. We're here to learn. I'm still learning, and you're absolutely right, Sultan. I really appreciate you teaching that. That probably it's kind of like my mother, like oh should have done that because she was that way but really yeah. I am being kinder to myself but I'm learning I'm growing I'm a child of God and if I don't get this quite yet I'm still learning and I'm going to learn from everybody mm -hmm. and I hope I can teach because that's all we're all student teachers anybody who says they know it all look out you know yeah. and I am very conscious of that and in, in a way that's like what Amy was saying because we're we're very gentle souls here. We don't trust ourselves enough. Oh, well, how would I know that? I'm not God, I'm not, but- That's the humility. That's the humility right? and the kindness, right. and what we have to do is be more powerful and that trust myself, trust myself that I am, mm -hmm. this is the right thing, and even if other people don't agree, I need to go ahead. Have you ever noticed that when you are helping someone else, you're filled with all this confidence, mm -hmm. and <laughs> you're filled with, like you have this sense of direction where you're able like and it, it's the whole idea of being in service to someone else right but i don't think we're we're taught how to be in service to ourselves mm -hmm. and i think about little children and how when we're young our intuition is so strong yeah. regardless of gender yes. yeah. or sex like you know everything you mm -hmm. don't know you know everything but you do mm -hmm. and you say whatever you think <laughs> right yes. it's and perfect. then yeah. you know we erase that off of ourselves it's and so true. it's like how do we how do we raise little people to learn that they have this thing inside of them that can help them that's right um well, the word is overused these days, but the word that comes to mind is authenticity. And I mean, that's something I've been, you know, thinking about a lot this last year is what is true for me. And a lot of that is intuition. Yeah. It's, it's that trust. And I think when we make mistakes, and whether it's a bad financial decision or a relationship or a friendship or a job situation, we go into some sort of mode. It's for a lot of us. It's punish, self punishment. Uh, you know, putting ourselves down. I'll never do that again, or whatever. Um, that kind of thing. And so then that sort of becomes yet another filter that keeps you from seeing, keeps you from trusting yourself, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because then you think, oh well, I was that person who made that quote unquote stupid decision. Therefore, I can no longer trust myself. Rather than thinking of it as this is another. I tried that, it didn't work, let me try another way. This is yep. an example right. of something Perfect. I did where it didn't work out the way I thought it would. Mm -hmm. How, what did I not pay attention yes. to right. there? What did I learn? That Thank I you. can yeah. apply to the next situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And not give up on yourself. I think yeah. it's so important because like in the job I had, I didn't talk too much about spiritual things. But it was interesting, I finally did tell a co-worker and she was very rigidly uh, religious, we'll put it that way. 
And the next thing I knew, she was at my doorstep once a week asking, what do you think about this? What do you think? Oh, I dreamed this. And I realized it doesn't matter what culture. We're yeah. so connected to each other, but we people when we shut each other off, when we it just disrupts everything. When we start opening up, which is is hard to do because we can get hurt, but when yeah. we start as the universe is getting more and more open with each other, this communication will happen and more people will think it's not psychic, it's just we are in tune with each other, we're right. in tune with the God we're universe, we're listening, and life will start unfolding. I, I, I sit there and cry almost daily if I watch the news, and some news programs will show something good happening, or people doing for others, I go, this is what we should always be doing, right? Yeah. Why does it have to have a crisis? Why, why do you, yeah, why do you need something bad to yeah. happen before you answer do something prayer. good? Yay, Andy, answer prayer. <laughs> yeah, why do we need a crisis? Uh, there's this funny joke, and I always think of it, that called the Missouri Mule, where you got to hit the mule on the head with the board so he'll listen. Mm. And we can be like that, all of us. Stubborn. Stubborn. And, oh, you can't tell me. He keeps coming up serenity. That's great. And... So when we learn to, you don't have to hit me, universe. You don't have to make me sick. You don't have to push me in the water. I'm <laughs> listening. Yeah. I And it's not, you know, listening to anything wild, but just, you know, whatever your center is, if you're drawn to Buddhism, if you're drawn to Hinduism, if you're drawn to Christianity, it doesn't matter. They all lead to God. My grandmother, who was a very uh, Baptist lady, later in her life, she told me, God is a wheel, and all these spokes lead to him. He's in the center. And for her to say that, she That's started big. taking a little older woman than her could not go to her church because she couldn't drive. So my grandmother quit her church and would go over and get this Miss Mary and drive her to the Church of Christ. And my mother, my grandmother's members of her church got down on her. And she said, no, no, I'm doing what God wants me to do. Mm -hmm. You're helping. And I was yeah. so proud of her because she was a bit of a prima donna. And when she passed, I, didn't, I did not go to her funeral because she came to me in a dream. And she was in the clouds, and she looked radiant and youthful. And she was wearing this dress. I, I remembered seeing it in a picture. And the light was all around her, and she was on a cruise ship. <laughs> and she said, everything is fantastic. Don't worry. And I woke up the next morning, and my parents were upset with me because I did not want to go to the funeral. And I said, I can't go. And when I told them about the dream, they looked at me, and they said, you stay home. So they knew, So even your parents trusted you. Yes, my mother especially, and my dad was just like, okay. Once he saw that yeah. I saw something, and then later when my grandfather passed, they appeared to me, they were both playing accordion. And they had been divorced, and now they were together. And some people say, oh, that's just you know a fantasy dream. But they are very powerful, and they're very different. I don't dream a lot, but when I do, it's very powerful. Mm. And it's that's mm. one of the communication levels for me. Mm -hmm. I am envious of people that get direct communication mm. or see things. Mm -hmm. I can feel things. 
so it's a little bit harder. Well, it is interesting, like, how you receive these messages from the universe. Yeah, I know, yeah. you know, everybody has sort of a, people who are sort of quote-unquote energy workers or readers or clairvoyant, whatever you want to say, I think we all have that capability, mm -hmm. but some of us are maybe a little more tuned in, but there's certain mechanisms for how we receive those messages, uh -huh. and I know, like, for you, Amy, like, you've always looked at people's hands. Amazing. Amazing. It shows up, it it's shows amazing. up in so many different ways, it just depends. Like, I can sit, hold someone's hand, read the lines on their hand, and some of it is the actual studied analysis of the lines, right? But some of it is just like, how am I feeling? Mm -hmm. Like the feeling will come in and then it's, it's gonna sound hokey, I know, but <laughs> it's like, let's say there's a hula hoop on the ground and I'm standing inside the hula hoop and I'm telling you something. There's a version of me that steps outside of the hula hoop. Yes. And I'm watching myself in the hula hoop say all this stuff and I'm standing on the outside and I'm like, how do you know this? <laughs> like, so where did a very you... snarky voice, by the way. <laughs> oh, the most snarky. Like, no. who do you think you are coming up with all of this stuff? And I'm just confidently saying it. Uh -huh. And then I step back in and then like the person leaves and I'm like, huh, okay. And I'm surprised by it every time. There's never any time where I'm just like, yeah, I'm, I'm the greatest. <laughs> it's so true. And that's true. That is true vision because I would tell people when I was doing this and I plan to do it again. Don't worry. I won't remember this. I won't yeah. remember. You better write it down. And then it'll amaze me and make me feel very good and thankful to God and the guidance that people will say, you remember you told me I was going to get married? I got married two weeks ago. Or yes. you remember this? And I, I just feel oh so, That's so thank true. you, God. Because it, it is a gift that we all have, but we don't always recognize. And the fact that you, Amy, that's wonderful. Because you help people. And I'm not saying people need to run like, oh, go to California Psychics or something. That, I don't, <laughs> please, please don't do that, guys. I mean, oh, uh, what you know, I mean, they'll blow out your money. So please be careful. But there are people that are more in tune. But to me, it's not about money. It's about uh, helping. Yeah, it's service. always about helping. And if you feel that need, and the way she described it is exactly um, true. The messages come through us. Yeah, yeah. We're just... No, and I don't speakers. Yes, there are negative forces out there. I used to think there wasn't, but I have seen them. But what overpowers negative forces is true love. Well, it's is like love. money. I mean, yeah. It's yeah. like money. You can use money you know, to give to charitable causes and to lift people up and help them. You can yeah. use money to do terrible things to other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's, energy. it's energy. It's energy. Yeah. It's energy. So clear yourself. And don't run around always looking for other people to tell you what to do. You yourself can clear yourself, whether it's reading good, healthy, spiritual books mm -hmm. that you're guided to. And I'm not talking about cults or any of that rubbish, because that's rubbish, guys. Don't. It's about yeah. intention. Yeah, it's your. You are it's your own guru. You are your own guru. And give yourself just like you want to feed yourself a healthy diet. Give yourself a healthy diet. Of spiritual growth whether it's if you're into the Bible but read the Bible carefully 
it's not every it's man written well my favorite movie growing up was Pollyanna my mom knows this and she she used to call me a Pollyanna (laughs) and I definitely I take the lemons and I turn them into lemonade and I loved that movie because you know she was coming out of a difficult situation that was unexpected and going you know with her parents passing away and she had to go and stay with her aunt her rich aunt and her aunt was miserable she had all this money she owned the town People catered to her, and she was just miserable. But Pollyanna comes in, and she changes that whole situation. Mm-hmm. Like she just puts light in this darkness. And I, and I just, I would rather be a Pollyanna in a world, even if it makes me look stupid. Sometimes. What have you got to lose? What have I got? This is being kind, being joyous. I, I really feel like uh, my. I don't know if it was my brother or I just locked on, but there was a saying, and it's the natural state of man is joy. And I went, <gasps> and even Sultana and I had talked, she did a reading for me, and it was like, you know, you need to be a joyous child. Yeah. And I went, I am, I am a kid. I don't want to grow <laughs> up. I want to live in that paradise. I want yeah. to know that Father, Mother, God loves us, and I feel it. And when I remember to not listen to every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Right. Yeah. And remember who I'm listening to. Life is so much better, you know, so yeah. much better. And I'm so lucky well, to have, to like... to distinguish that voice, too. Like, what's the voice that I'm hearing right now? Because sometimes it's not just one voice, it's multiple voices. Sometimes it's the voice that came out of a, a really difficult experience, or it's a voice... From something that happened in childhood and oh those are tough yeah. And yeah so when but when you learn to distinguish that voice when it comes in your head then you can go okay that's not the truth yeah because sometimes people go oh, i can't trust myself because i made that mistake but really it's like what is that what is that voice of the wise self what did you learn from this if yeah. the first question you ask when something happens is did i do anything to cause this and just mm-hmm. analyze it. Don't be cruel to yourself. Or even but what was my role in What this? was my, yeah, impact. If you really didn't do anything, then it's the other person's problem. And you maybe got sucked in by their energy. And you need to disengage and let go. There could be a lesson in, in, in it for that, That's too. Why, yeah, that's it. That's why people love that song. All the, when I, In one of the previous jobs I had, when Frozen came out, every little girl that came into the child development area let it go let it go all day all day and i was like every child knew that song and i thought they love this song and then i went of course because we got to let that baggage go stop Mm -hmm. carrying around this pain from the past this pain or words or voices from other people who were trying to hurt you and realize let it go let it go and we all want that we all want to be free and, and childlike, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think you're so right about that, being Pollyanna and just... Well, in that same movie, you know, the preacher gave a sermon every Sunday and it was all fire and brimstone and, Depressing. you know, uh, sin. And it was, it was a lot of like, you're terrible. The message was you're terrible, be sorry for your, you know, so no matter what they ate, they always felt sick to their stomach. <laughs> but then she, Pollyanna points out to them, points out to him when she's watching him write his sermon she runs into him and she's like well my father reminded me of all the passages of 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 love and goodness 
And so he actually goes to the Bible and counts, I think, 800 different passages, and, and suddenly he comes with a completely different mm-hmm. sermon. Mm-hmm. And it's like you can read the same thing over and over again, just like you can be in the same situation mm-hmm. for many years. Mm-hmm. And then when you change your mindset, you change mm-hmm. that filter, yeah. you see it completely differently. Yeah, it's true. It's, it's very true. true. It's, I, I feel that way about The Matrix. You watch yeah. it. Oh, my God. You, first time I saw it, I was like 19, 18 Pretty yeah. Wow. yeah, you watch it then and you interpret it one way and then if I watched it as an adult now I'd probably get something completely different mm-hmm. from it's it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's still to me it's so many levels. Depends on what level right. you take it. You right. Know? And that's how people are. We're at different levels of some the people onion. are on the outer fringes <laughs> and some people are right next to that. You know, the Mother <laughs> Teresa's of the world. That, and I read something about her that blew me away. She had an epiphany. I don't know if it was like me or whatever, but she had an epiphany when she was a nun about serving, and she literally saw God in her way. And then that's when she went out and created the colony in India. She prayed every day for that experience again, never had it again. But she never gave up. She went every day drudging through, helping people, serving people, living off that one experience and I thought that is courage because mm-hmm. you think if you have an epiphany from God that it'll keep coming but even if it doesn't if you live in that that it is there regardless mm-hmm. if I can't see it or taste it or feel it I know it's there mm-hmm. and that's the intangible well, I thing. think sometimes we expect something because of technology and everything that we have we want something so over the top Sure. Exactly. To convince us, <laughs> like a it. flying car or something, you know That's what I mean? It. Or like, you know, but it's Can like you? being here today, this delicious food and the wind blowing. I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> this is this is a prayer, answered prayer, because I'm able to be with wonderful people and. I was hungry, and it was <laughs> delicious, and I didn't have to make so myself. Something. I'll let you in on something. Um, Anytime I'm cooking for someone other than myself, right before, like, uh, like right, right before I put it on the stove or in the oven or whatever, I whisper to it, <laughs> and I say, "Be delicious, be amazing." Oh, I love that. <laughs> every, that's it. Every time. I love it. Every time. It, that's perfect, Amy. It's yeah. energy because whatever you do, whatever your job is, you're giving to God in that energy. You know, you're giving service because you're putting your energy. Yes. And food is energy. Food is energy. Once you've done that and once you see we're all energy and we're all life, we're all part of that great God cosmos, how can you hurt anybody? How can you hurt anything? Well, you're hurting yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And some people are, yeah. Go ahead. The the pain that we inflict on other people, there's always that, that saying my dad would tell me whenever I came home you know, hurt, because someone hurt me. It was always the way people treat you is a reflection of how they feel about, about themselves. themselves. Wow. That's and, like, when you're eight years old, you're like, whatever, I can't process <laughs> that right now. But, you know, when you're... Sally's just me. <laughs> she's just a bee. But when it's... When it's... When you're really thinking about that impulse that you have to retaliate to some like I've thought about this when I'm driving because I sometimes have road rage moments where like I'm really upset because someone has just done something I take a minute and I think okay have I ever been that person 
Yes. Have I ever been that wow. person? What Have was I going on? Yeah. What was going on in my head when I did it? And if I have been that person, after I recognize my mistake, immediately I'm like, oh, that was really bad what I just did. I'm so sorry. But it's like, how can you express yeah. that when you're driving? Yeah. So it's just taking the pause sometimes and slowing things down. Because if I treated someone else aggressively because I interpreted their action as malicious towards me, mm -hmm. like I took it personally, I took it in, and I didn't show them compassion, who's going to show it to me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know? You're demonstrating who's your compassion. And I'm not saying I can do this all the time. I can't. But the times that I'm able to do it, where I can slow things down mm -hmm. enough, it really, it really helps. Yeah, it really, that's really cool. helps. That's cool. I like that because you're right on. I mean, it's like <laughs> I've been in the car. Yeah. Where I've been, screw you. Yeah. And then I've been other times <laughs> where they're giving me the finger and I wave and give yeah. them the peace sign. And I think it depends on how I'm feeling. And <laughs> this is life with my mother. I love it. I love it. It's like, I'm sorry, God. I'm. You know, I'm not this great mystic. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a <laughs> I just like to tell I'm myself. I'm a street angel. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I just tell myself that they maybe had diarrhea. You know, <laughs> like maybe. <laughs> oh, they gotta maybe get home. they have to go to the bathroom really bad. Like it's cool. You don't want to poop your pants. Ride in the flow, and that's really. And you just cracked me up. That was you. <laughs> Listen, it all comes down to poop. <laughs> and all of it. Everybody poops. At the end of the day, the, the energy right. has to go somewhere, and that's where it leaves. Let, let, let that excess go. Yeah. Moving in and then adding out. And that's what happens in life. Every experience is it's contraction. Like right now, where we're in this world contraction, yes. and we're going, when is it going to let out? Yeah. And it will eventually. It will. It will pass. But we will have to, it'll go faster when more people learn their lesson. And it's a communication vehicle. Of love, you so know. So, any any other messages you want to send out to the universe? To be loving to each other and don't worry so much. Listen more to not your angry voice, but your kind voice. Be the Pollyanna and change the world because we all have that ability. We all benefit from it. That's right. Yeah, yeah. and we're only helping each other. And you know, pass it on. Pass on the goodness. Because my goodness.